0: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
1: You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast, Week 8 edition. I am Alex Shane here with you covering the Patriots, coming up a big win against the Jets, heading to the West Coast, taking on the Chargers for this Week 8 matchup. Rich Hill, in years past, this would be exactly the halfway point of the season, but I guess we'll have to wait until halftime of Week 9 to call it the halfway <laughs> point of the season this year. So that's all right, though, because a pretty big matchup coming up here. I'm very curious for your thoughts on it. Patch Chargers. But first off, more importantly, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It does blow my mind that we're this far into the year already. Yeah. I feel like they just started. I feel like we were just confused about the entire Patriots roster and like, why is this how they're playing? Uh, you know, <laughs> finishing one and three to for the opening air quote quarter of the year uh, with couple of just mind-blowing losses against the Dolphins and the Bucks. Uh, But I I feel like they're doing much better in the second quarter of the year. You know, this is something that we always talk about with the Patriots of um, the first quarter of the year is them just trying to figure out what they have. Who are their players? Their their second quarter of the year is kind of more establishing their identity uh, and they definitely have benefit from playing the Texans and the Jets. But even that loss to the Cowboys for all of its like infuriating coaching decisions by the Patriots you did see a lot of positives out of that offense. They put up 29 points against a very good Cowboys defense. And so then uh, they've been building week after week. And so this Chargers game, in my mind, is going to be a statement opportunity for the Patriots of who are they going to be for the second half of the year. Are they a team that could actually compete with the other teams in the AFC for a playoff spot or will they roll over against this Chargers team, get blown out and we're going to really sense that this season is definitely over.
0: Love me some statement game opportunities, Rich. But before we get to that game, let's go around the, re- the league really quickly. Uh, a couple of good matchups coming up and a couple of duds coming up. Uh, the former starting tonight, I think Packers-Cardinals should be a great game. Cardinals are the last undefeated team in the NFL. Packers are a very good team as well. Aaron Rodgers is balling out. Uh, do the Cardinals get their first loss of the year tonight, Rich, in your opinion?
1: That's my guess. My guess is that they do, not because they're a bad team or a fake team or anything like that. I think that the Packers are a very good team, and even good teams like the Cardinals will lose at some point in time. Uh, And this is a very difficult matchup. I think the Packers are a strong team. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is playing very, very well. I think they have a very solid complementary team uh with green bay and i think that the cardinals are a really strong team but i am wondering how they will react if they get you know that that whole punch in the face sort of a thing how do you respond uh and this will be their first big test uh so obviously not going to be like guaranteed that the cardinals are going to lose uh but i I think that the packers are going to put them in a position to like really stress arizona on whether or not they're going to remain undefeated
0: I agree. I think the Packers are going to win this one. I mean, it's just, it's just recency bias. Bias can't see the Cardinals take out the Packers. It just doesn't really happen. Um, unless it's the postseason and there's a weird fumble. Anyway... AFC East. Dolphins, Bills, and Bengals Jets are two matchups happening. Uh, I personally do not see the Bengals getting upset by the Jets, particularly on the heels of their 41-17 blowout of the Ravens, who a lot thought would be Super Bowl contenders coming into the year, looking less so like that now. However, Rich, this could be a ridiculous prediction, but upset special alert. Bills coming off a bye week at home against one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're basically a Damien Harris fumble away from being uh, winless all year. I can see the Dolphins coming into Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills don't take them as seriously as they could, and they sneak out with a win. Am I crazy here?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think one of those things is that Tua is playing a lot better than people are giving him credit for. I think that he's been playing behind. Arguably one of the worst offensive lines in the entire league, but he's been accurate. He's been growing with his rapport with his other players, and so I I don't think it's out of the question that Tua could put together a very strong game because you think of this Bills team uh, and how they were just absolutely hammered a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Patriots were, or sorry, if the Dolphins were able to come out and kind of surprise them a little bit. I, I wouldn't say that the Bills are ever going to be out of it against a team like the Dolphins because the Dolphins just don't have that level of talent. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, throwing the, the recipe of a divisional game. It could be very competitive in a surprising way.
0: It could, and here's hoping because the Bills' loss would obviously help the Patriots' chances. That they are currently sitting at three and four, and Bills are at four and two. So, if the Patriots can get the four and four, and the Bills can get the four and three, who the hell knows what's going to happen in the second half of the season? Uh, another upset special that you mentioned before the podcast started, Rich. The Titans, who just beat the crap out of the Chiefs, you can see them possibly coming into
1: Indianapolis, losing to the Colts, right? Totally. I mean, this is a Colts team that I, I don't think anyone thinks. Is good, <laughs> um, but I, I think that there absolutely is a recipe. Uh, same thing with the whole divisional game. This is a Titans team that lost to the Jets somehow. And so, despite the fact that the Titans are on a really hot streak, having absolutely just crushed the Chiefs and having beaten the Bills, uh, I, I think that this is uh, a game that could be wacky. I feel like AFC South games are always wacky. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts, for whatever reason, uh, were able to stop Derrick Henry for the first time uh, and, and then somehow win. I, I would not be surprised if that were the outcome.
0: Well, we will soon see. Speaking
1: of wacky, Rich. Uh, West Coast games are always kind of wacky for
0: East Coast games, East Coast teams. Patriots are traveling to the West Coast to take on the Los Angeles Chargers this Sunday, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Chargers might be one of the maybe sneaky best teams in the AFC right now. I feel like everyone's talking about the Titans. They're talking about the Bengals and the Chiefs and whatnot to a lesser degree. But the Chargers have beaten some really good teams. They're coming off a bye week. They have a very potent offense. They have a very good defense. And as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, this really is a statement opportunity for the Patriots to see if they can hang with one of the better teams in the AFC. The last time the Chargers beat the Patriots, if I remember correctly, was in 2008, the Matt Castle era. So it's been a very long time since the Chargers took the Patriots out. That could change this Sunday. It could not if they could keep the momentum up that they built on that Jets blowout. Where should we start, Rich? I think we start off with the Patriots offense going up against this Chargers defense because as while the weapons on the offensive side of the ball are definitely worth noting, I think if the Patriots are going to win this game, They're going to need to utilize their running game a lot, really lean on some clock kill, rely on Mac Jones, make those high-percentage Short passes that keep the clock moving, keep the ball moving, and limit those offensive Chargers possessions.
1: Oh, I agree. I mean, you're talking about building off the momentum from last week. Uh, there is no more momentum for Patriots than them on offense. I think Mac Jones really came into his own against a very, very bad Jets team. And so I would love to see that continue against a Chargers team that has a lot of talent. So, I mean, let's give a breakdown of who this, this Chargers defense, uh, who they are. They currently rank 22nd in points allowed. Uh, and 24th uh, in points allowed per drive. So they are a bottom 10 uh, defense as it relates to overall production. Where they are specifically bad is against the run. They rank 32nd in rushing yards allowed, 32nd in yards allowed per carry. They're allowing 5.4 yards per clip. Uh, And what is driving that is the fact that their defensive front seven is not good. Uh, They have... Uh, Joey Bosa, who is one of the top five pass rushers in the entire league. He's great, Uh, but they don't have a lot else. I think Jerry Tillery has a lot of potential, but I I think that the way that the Patriots have traditionally approached defensive fronts like this uh, allows them to kind of just avoid Joey Bosa, essentially. So what we'll see is the Patriots will likely run the ball a lot because that's what they want to do. They will run the ball a lot with Damian Harris, and they will likely try to go away from Joey Bosa. Uh, I imagine that Bosa, who typically will line up against that left tackle, will be facing both Isaiah Wynn and a tight end uh, and will not allow be allowed to have a single approach for much of the game. But that just means that Michael Nguyenu on that right side uh, is going to have a lot of opportunity to pave space for Damian Harris. I hope Shaq Mason will be okay uh, and able to play because Mason... Uh, and on Waino at that right side could be a huge difference maker for the Patriots against this Chargers defense. That said, this is a talented secondary. Derwin James is one of the best safeties in the entire league. Uh, they have Nasser Adderley out there as well, as, as well as uh, I think Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. as their two starting cornerbacks. So this is a team that has like really good safeties, but lesser than at cornerback, but like not untalented. I think they're both just inexperienced. And so I I would see the Patriots really trying to establish the run early with Damian Harris and trying to open up the field with some of the play action passes. Uh, I would love to see a deep pass to Nelson Aguilar actually connect. I think Mac Jones has been starting to do that. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if uh and my X factor is Kendrick Bourne is the one who's able to capitalize on those deep balls. I think that he and Mac Jones have a tremendous rapport uh, and I would love to see that kind of take off to the next level this week.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they have had that, that 75-yard connection against Dallas. Kendrick Bourne threw his first touchdown pass last week, so he's clearly acclimating to the offense Well, really coming into his own. And he's kind of an underrated blocking wide receiver, honestly. He's one of those classic Bill Belichick bits where he sees a guy that works in the system and is doing really well. Uh, I, I think my X factor uh, during the Jets game was Jacoby Myers. I thought he'd get in the end zone finally. He didn't but that's okay. Kendrick Bourne, if he's the number one receiver for this one, I, I'd love it. Uh, yeah, you mentioned blocking with the tight end on Joey Bosa. I think that's a very astute observation. I'd love to see uh, a big Ramondre-Stevenson game, a Damian Harris-Ramondre-Stevenson duo. I think th- I think he was a, a healthy scratch last week because J.J. Taylor made more sense in terms of the game plan, but I think if the Patriots are going to win this game, they have to limit those possessions, which is my why my, my, my off at the backstack is going to be Hunter Henry. Uh, I think he's the best blocking tight end on the team, uh, there might be a situation where they bring in more offensive linemen and go bigger in the packages. But as a blocking tight end who can chip off the line and maybe go for a tight end screen, I would pick Johnny Smith. But he's still kind of banged up with that shoulder. I'm not sure how much they're going to use him as like a bump and run tight end. Henry's very reliable. He's a good blocker. He understands the offense. Him and matt Jones are connecting a lot. They've got touchdowns in the past couple of games. I think that he will be a very useful option if the Patriots are able to start running the ball well get some good blocking downfield and utilize that play action that Mac Jones does so well and get him out in the flat, we can bowl some guys over. So hopefully Hunter Henry has a good game in the receiving game, of course, but also as a blocker.
1: I love that. I mean, Henry has had a touchdown in four straight games. I think that he is emerging as a safety blanket for Max Jones in the red zone. And I, I think that's important because the Patriots red zone production has historically and recently been bad. Uh, and Matt Jones to Hunter Henry gives them a connection that they can count on in the red zone to leave with touchdowns as opposed to field goals. And the Patriots need to score touchdowns against this Chargers team uh, because on the other side of the ball, this Chargers offense is good. Uh, They are very, very good. Justin Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks in the entire league. Uh, Honestly, he is the top 10 quarterback right now, uh, despite being so young. And he has a talented cast of players around him. And so, Alec, when you look at this Chargers offense against this Patriots defense, what goes through your mind?
0: Well, unfortunately, a Chargers strength is also a Patriots weakness, and that is stopping the run. Uh, Austin Eckler is a very good running back. He's a big guy. He's 5'11", 205 pounds, I believe. Just a good between-the-tackles runner. He's mobile. He's shifty. And the Patriots like to give up yards on the ground. They didn't against the Jets because the Jets stink, but the Jets are not the Chargers. The Chargers' offensive line is one of the better ones in the league. And with the linebackers being a little depleted, with there's some injuries along the defensive line, uh, if the Chargers can get the ball going on the ground, it could be a very long day for New England, especially if it starts to open the play action up. Because matching a hat on the hat with these receivers is going to be a very difficult matchup uh, for the Patriots. You've got some big guys in Mike Williams. You've got some big guy in Keenan Allen. They are, I think, 6'2", and or 6'4", and 6'2", respectively. Our, our DBs aren't that tall. So if the Patriots are going to win this game, they have to limit carries on the ground. And it sounds weird to say it, but you got to force Justin Herbert to beat them through the air.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that's a fair point. I think Eckler... Has a history of taking over games. Um, Patriots have also had a history of not being good at covering running backs out of the backfield. Uh, I I think one thing that we note when you look at this Chargers team is that there's not a lot of rotation. You know, I mean, obviously, every player doesn't play every single snap, but you kind of know what you're getting. You know that Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jalen Guyton are going to be your three guys out there. Williams and Allen on the outside, Guyton in the slot. You know that Jared Cook is going to be the tight end, and you know that Austin Eckler is going to be the running back for two out of three snaps. Uh, You know, obviously, they'll give a guy a breather, uh, but those are your players. And knowing that, I think that the Patriots can come up with some sort of hat-on-a-hat plan, so the Patriots can just plan for it. Uh, And I I think that New England, in theory, matches up well. I think starting at the wide receiver spot, Mike Williams is their big, deep threat player, and I think that's why you would put J.C. Jackson... In coverage of him, uh, definitely with some safety help, uh, depending on how Devin McCordy's feeling. Uh, but I, I think that J.C. Jackson will have the opportunity, if he's in coverage of Mike Williams, to come down with an interception or two. Uh, and I, I know that that's, like, an unreasonable expectation uh, for any defensive back to, yeah, get an interception or two. But I, I think that him against Mike Williams is a good matchup for the Patriots, despite the height differential, because Jackson is a wide receiver when he's facing those deep balls. So I, I think that he really could capitalize on some of those patterns passes And that allows uh, the Patriots on the other side to kind of match up with Keenan Allen with whether it's Juwan Williams uh, out there or Jalen Mills. Um, I personally think that Juwan Williams has earned a little bit more time based off of his last week against the Jets. And I would put Juwan Williams with some safety help in coverage of Keenan Allen. Uh, maybe we're looking at a little bit of cover two action for the Patriots to ensure that uh, both of those wide receivers on the outside have some sort of coverage uh, from that safety spot, uh, as well as the interior of the field is covered. Because I would put Kyle Duggar watching Jared Cook, and then whether it's Jalen Mills or Miles Bryant in coverage of Jalen Guyton. That's essentially how I would match it. You know, Patriots are obviously going to be a nickel the, the whole time. Uh, and that's including Adrian Phillips, who should, in my mind, be covering Austin Eckler. There's absolutely no world where any linebacker, other than perhaps Jamie Collins, should be expected to cover Austin Eckler out of the backfield. Uh, and so I think Adrian Phillips needs to be asked to do that. Uh, so I would say that the Patriots have the talent to go hat on a hat. Definitely there will be times where the Chargers win those matchups, but I I think that the Patriots have the ability to compete against this Chargers offense in the same way that they matched up and competed against the Bucs.
0: Question for you, Rich. Bill Belichick's defense in years past has always been on the fly. So we're going to take away your best option and we're going to make you beat us with your second, third, or even fourth guy. We're going to focus our efforts on stopping this player, and if you beat us with your third wide receiver, so be it, but this guy is not going to get the yards, is if if they are to adopt that strategy on Sunday, would the guy they're focusing on most be Eckler or would it be stopping more a guy like Williams?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would stop Eckler first and foremost just because he is the one that can allow them to retain possession. I think Williams is a home run threat, um, and Allen can absolutely take over the game. I think both of them are very capable of doing that. Um, but I, I think that you have to take your chances that there will be incomplete passes thrown in their direction in the way that with Eckler running the ball well, you can't just assume that he's not going to succeed. The Patriots have historically not been a good run defense uh, this year. They have definitely have struggled at times. And so if they can make sure that Eckler doesn't take over the game, I think I would trust the Patriots secondary more to make plays against these receivers than I would about the Patriots defensive front seven uh, making plays against Eckler without any additional help.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be very important for the receivers, I mean, excuse me, secondary, to win the one-on-one matchups because they're not going to be able to situation where there's only five guys in the box and the rest are playing zone or just kind of man-zone. They they're going to focus a lot of their efforts in that front seven on clocking up the lanes, containing Herbert, and making sure Echo doesn't bust one out to the outside, uh, which is actually why my defensive back's factor back is going to be Juwan Bentley. I think Juwan Bentley had a good game against the Jets. He's becoming kind of like that middle-of-the-field, sideline, lateral Side by the sideline linebacker that we like, and he might be the kind of guy just like you just like that 2001 Patriots ran Super Bowl plan and just like hit Eckler every time the ball is snapped, regardless of how it works,
1: mm-hmm. and try
0: to see if you contain him. He, he can't do it alone, but I think he's that's going to be his primary responsibility. Just make Eckler have a really rough day, and if he can do that, maybe get some extra help from from Hightower, maybe Jamie Collins, maybe Matthew Judon can come in. Uh, I think the Patriots should be able to contain the run well, but that's a very big if because as you mentioned. New England hasn't really done that so far this year and it's probably their biggest tax of the season in terms of running backs.
1: I agree. I mean, I think that's such a good one. I think that makes absolute sense. Um, my X factor, I'm still going to look to the, the secondary. Um, and I think that with J.C. Jackson, obviously he's a boom-bust player at times. He can be that prototypical number one. He also can take risks and whiff at times. Um, so I think you know what you're going to get with him. But I think where the Patriots need to have someone step up is at that safety position. And So whether it's Devin McCourty or Kyle Duggar, is uh, a little bit on the deeper piece of the field, uh, I, I think that they need someone who can help make sure that Williams, Allen, and Cook can't take over the game at receiver Uh, and I think that the more big plays that we see out of Kyle Duggar the more I kind of expect it from him. He's definitely a run thumper. I think he will absolutely help in making sure that Eckler doesn't have a big day on the ground and also potentially as a receiver, but he'll also add value in covering Jared Cook and also make sure that he's uh, defending the deeper part of the fields against Keenan Allen. And so I, I think when I think of how the Patriots have historically used you know, Patrick Chung as the do-it-all kind of safety, I think that Kyle Duggar is trying to do more of that I know Adrian Phillips is that linebacker type, but I think that Duggar is carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders, doing a lot of rolls. Uh, and when you face a team like the Chargers that do a lot of things really well, having a jackknife like Duggar who can step into a multiple roles allows the defense to be more multiple. Uh, and if he can do it at a, at, in a good way, then I think the Patriots will have a strong chance of slowing them down. So that's why he's going to be my X Factor.
0: I like that a lot. Uh, it's funny, you know, in 2020, the Patriots played the Chargers and they beat them
1: 45 to
0: nothing. And the big X factor for them, I think we're talking about limiting Hunter Henry's production. And now here we are in 2021 saying, let's get Hunter Henry involved. The magic of the NFL offseason continues. I Again, like, I, I don't quite know what to make of this game, Rich. The Chargers are a better team than the Patriots on paper. They've beaten better teams than the Patriots. They're a more cohesive unit. There's a lot of talent all over the field. But. It's past Chargers. The Patriots are, they don't lose on the road in 2020. And it should be a very interesting matchup, to say the least. And a really good opportunity. Should the Patriots get away with a win here, they could really set themselves up to make a very strong wild card push, have a good tiebreaker over the Chargers, should it come to that. Uh, but, again, it, it might be a tall order. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about, but we should get the predictions here.
1: Let's go on to the predictions, man.
0: All right. So last week we both had the Patriots winning. You had the Pats winning in a squeaker, 27-24. to Uh, I had the Patriots winning in a low-scoring affair, 20-14. to Uh, We were both pretty wrong in that respect. But I (laughs) guess since I had a six-point margin of victory versus a three-point margin of victory, I was three points closer than the 41 points it actually was. So I guess I will go first in this one, although begrudgingly I'm not going to count it as a win. Uh, I'm taking the Pats in this one. Uh, I think it's an upset special. I think the Patriots are very confident. They feel good about the win. You could tell just the body language, the celebration. Belichick was seen having beers after the game was over. It was just like a good all-around team win. Momentum is very real. And the Chargers were better than the Patriots last year, and they got blown out. And New England doesn't lose on the road. I don't think it was a 54-13 blowout, but I think the Patriots take this one. They do enough on offense, do enough on defense, and win by exactly one touchdown, 27-20. to
1: Interesting. Okay, that'll be a that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, Okay, I'm conflicted on this one. I think on paper that the Chargers are a better team. Uh, I think that the Patriots have not beaten a good team this year. They've beaten two really bad teams by a lot Uh, and by beat them by a lot. They've beaten the Jets by a lot twice uh, and a squeaker against the Texans. I think that the Patriots just put together their best offensive game of the year, but they've been pretty average overall, uh, and they've put together only good defensive performances against the Jets. That said, I think that this is a Chargers team that I haven't fully bought into yet. Um, I think that the Patriots match up well against them. I think that the Patriots are overdue for beating one of these close games uh, against a good team. And so I'm also going to go with the Patriots here. Uh, I, I, I think that it'll be a little bit more higher scoring because I, I think that the, the Patriots don't have a great enough defense to stop them. Um, but I also think that the Patriots will try to mitigate some of those high scoring opponent like factors by controlling the clock with running the ball. Um, but that said, I, I think that this is a Patriots team that can beat a team like the Chargers. I think it'll be a little bit closer than what you said, but I'm going to choose the Patriots winning this one 33 to 30.
0: 33 to 30. Well, the Patriots can put points on the board, so that's definitely doable. I much prefer the 54 to 13 blowouts that were by halftime. is better for my heart, but, again, this win will be a really good one. And I think either way, Rich Hill, we'll probably know a fair amount about what this team's going to do in the second half of the season come the end of the whistle on, on the end of this game here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, we will. Um, but until next time, Alec, do you have any final thoughts on Week 8 of the NFL season?
0: Season's almost half over, buddy. Buckle up.
1: All right. Well, Alec, until next time, you have a good one.
0: You did dude.